Whether you just woke up, you're just going to bed, or you are eating lunch at work, this is Funny Like a Clown Podcast, episode 52, whatever part of the world you are tuned in from. It is March 1st, 2020. As always, Funny Like a Clown Podcast is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce for the spicy, sweet, savory taste of game time. There's only one G Vegas delivered right to your doorstep. You don't have to go grocery shopping. Home Fresh available at www.gvegas.webs.com. Get this stuff. Go green. Um, it'll make your mouth pop. You ever have your mouth pop? Some things are good. Some things are great. And some things just make your mouth pop. And G Vegas Buffalo Sauce will absolutely do that. Uh, we are here to discuss comedians. And today we're talking about a big guy. And I'm a big guy so I can relate. Louie Anderson. Legendary uh, television uh, comedian, actor, television host. Uh, did it? Uh, did it clean? Did it the right way? Uh, you know, I mean, depending if you like that kind of comedy or not. You know, they say the rule in comedy is if you work clean, you always work. If you work dirty, you may do what you love to do, but you're not always working because every gig in there's only a you know select amount of people that like that kind of humor well everybody likes clean humor you know you can go to old age homes you can go to uh, kids things you can pretty much perform for anybody nowadays everybody's offended by something i don't even try if i if i offend you that's on you not me because you know you, you can't walk around in a bubble because somebody's gonna pop your bubble so don't be in a bubble be you if people like you you'll find the right people if they don't then go like somebody else who really cares um Let's see, he created the cartoon series Life with Louie. I guess that was what he was best remembered for. Um, he said he created that. He was picked on at school for being overweight, which I can relate to that, because so was I. And he used comedy to deal with it, which comedy is a great defense mechanism, you know. I mean, no matter what you deal with in life. I, I was I was going through a bitter, bitter breakup with a, with a girl, and uh, we had a child together. And my child was being caught in the middle of it, and it was just tearing me apart because I could see it happening. And the courts don't want to listen to Dad, and it was killing me. And I, I just, you know, you choose you either snap and walk into McDonald's with a shotgun and start mowing people down, or you, you say, this is so far past ridiculous, I'm just going to laugh about it. And I found through humor how to deal with the whole unfairness of the court system. And if you can laugh about things in life, it's a better route than letting it eat away at you and drive you crazy. So... Hats off to Louie, you know, there's worse things in life than being big, man, okay? And kids are ruthless, man. You know, you get older, you learn in life, but don't make you a bad person if you have flaws. We all have flaws, but kids are ruthless. They want to find things to pick on you for, and it makes them feel like a bigger person if they can put somebody else down, you know, and that's what you do when you're young, and as you get older, you realize, you know, it's a lot easier to put someone down than it is to bring them up. That's a real challenge in life. Can you bring someone up? Can you make them feel good about themselves rather than, you know, try to kick somebody down, that ain't the way to go in life, anybody can do that. Um, you know, it was a cartoon series, uh, Life with Louie, and I guess, you know, that's a safe thing, doing a cartoon thing. I can think of, you know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld with the B-movie, Mike Myers with Shrek. Uh, I mean, how many comedians, you know, they went to a cartoon because it's a safe thing, and I remember, uh, who was it, Warrant, I forget, the lead singer for Warrant, he said he regretted writing Cherry Pie, because his, his entire career was going to be defined by that one song. And, you know, people expect you to sing it. And night after night, you got to sing it. And you get sick of it. And, you know, if you do a cartoon, it almost guarantees you're not going to be a one-hit wonder, you know. You're going to have your one big thing in comedy. But then the second thing, that's it. You fizzle out. And, you know, 
Some people that were one-hit wonders, they say, you know, do, do you hate the you know comedy routine that made you a one-hit wonder? And some people say they despise doing it every night because they're so sick of doing it. They've done it a hundred million times. Other people say, hey, you know, that one-hit wonder means I never got to work a day job the rest of my life. You know, I love that one-hit wonder. It keeps me from having to actually work for a living. I can do comedy. So, you know, however you look at it, I mean, doing a cartoon as your second project, it's a safe move. I remember uh, Richard Marks. He was a musician out of the 80s, and... He put out his first album was a hit, then he put out a second album and it sounded pretty much close to the first album and they said, you know, why didn't you go risky? Why didn't you do something different? He's like, I didn't want to be artist number one million and whatever that was a one hit wonder and his second album flopped, you know, by by staying true to what he did, you know, he almost guaranteed the second album be a hit, but he didn't do nothing risky where it'd be remembered as something different than the first one, but uh, so, you know, a cartoon, you know, it's a safe move, Louie did it, uh, that's what he's best remembered for. Uh, he's had four books, and I gotta be honest with you, I watch a lot of movies, I'm not a big book reader, and I guess, uh, books are being a thing of the past, people got their tablets and reading them on now, but I'm not a big, I read, you know, the newspaper, I guess, it's what interests you, I did read, uh, Sam Kennison's book, and I couldn't put that down, because I'm a big Sam Kennison fan, but I guess not out, so, not much else interests me, in high school, even teachers, they wanted you to read their favorite book, because they wanted you to get out of it what they got out of it, well, you may have different interests than your teachers, and that book don't interest you. So you got to find something that interests you. Don't don't you know read what somebody else recommends. You know, but uh, I guess his biggest books out of the four were Hey Mom, Stories from My Mother, and uh, but you can read them too. Okay, so I guess uh, books. You don't only spank people with books. You can read them too, right? I guess was the joke there. I don't know. Uh, let's see. So grab one of his books. Um, I do, I got a few books actually I want to read, but I'm not a big reader, but uh, every now and then I fly to Vegas or I fly to LA or something, so my next flight, that what keeps me busy on the flight, I'm going to read a book. Uh, he was host of the third revival of the game show Family Feud, which I remember him well from that, and uh, that's been revived a few times, I think four or five times now, and uh, he did a very good version of it, I did like him as a host, he kept it friendly, he kept it, you know, he was one of those personalities that you like, okay, because he was, everybody could relate to him because he worked clean, um, uh, you know, he, he had a legendary career as, as a clean comic, and a comic everybody grew to love, and, you know, I, I guess, it's not even worth talking about it, but I'm, I'm going to talk about it because I can't stand when a person's entire career or entire lifetime is, is, is blemished by one incident, you know, uh, Jesus once said, you know, let the first person who's never sinned throw the first stone at someone who has, and everybody dropped the stones, because we're all sinners, we all got a blemish on our record, we've all done something wrong in life, where, you know, if, if you're constantly doing things wrong, you're just a fuck up in life, alright, that's who you are, but I mean, if you got one blemish on your record, don't let it define your entire life of who you are, because you can be a good person who's done one bad thing, and that don't define who you are as a human being, but, uh, he was blackmailed, uh, for propositioning uh, a guy, I think, at a casino or a hotel or something, and he did an interview, and he was man enough to talk about it. He said, you know, I was drunk out of my mind and made a bad decision, and uh, this guy wanted $100,000 in hush money, which Louie didn't want to pay, but he was on Family Feud. It was a big thing. He didn't want to ruin that from a controversial scandal, and he had to get the FBI eventually involved, and the FBI busted this guy and sent him to jail where he belonged, and Louis said, you know, more than hurting him as, you know, somebody doing this, he was questioning human beings and human, you know, why don't you get a job and work for a living? Why do you got to try to blackmail somebody over, you know, 
one discretion they made in life. I mean, you know, not not that it made, you know, it don't make good what Louie did. Okay, sure, he was drunk and he did something inappropriate, and sure, he should be accountable for that. But, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Blackmailing this guy is certainly not the way to go about it. And, um, you know, I had an instance in my life, and I recently had it thrown in my face where I, you know, I'm not even going to bring up the instance, but because I'm a local celebrity, you know, if anybody else did something, it wouldn't even been freaking talked about, you know, but because they knew me, because I was in the paper for doing comedy, they wrote a big old article, and these newspapers, as long as they can use the word allegedly, okay, Dennis is a prick, he's a jerk, he's a cocksucker, he's an asshole, he's no fucking good, allegedly. So as long as they use allegedly, it don't have to be true, but they can't get sued, okay? And, you know, I was charged with something. I went to court. The charges were dropped once they heard the story. But they don't run big fancy articles when they drop the friggin' charges against you. But it's a good story when they're charging you with something. So, you know, just because you're charged with something don't mean you were convicted. So I recently had the article thrown in my face where, but if you read the article, it says I was charged. It don't say I was convicted. And it was allegedly all this stuff happened, but they never ran a big article when they dropped the charges against me. So, you know, don't judge Louie by that one instance in life. And, you know, the next time you're going to judge somebody in life, you know, think about what you've done wrong. Because we've all done something wrong in life, okay? Because that's what makes you human, okay? We're all sinners. So let's move on past that. Hopefully everybody learns a lesson in life that, you know, don't, don't judge people by one thing. Judge them by their entire body of work, not one thing. Um... This one was talked about a little bit, and I, I have not seen it, but I guess he's on the FX series Baskets, which, boy, everything's going on the internet. Every series on the internet, I think television is going to be a thing, thing of the past, but for his role on Baskets, he was nominated three times for a Primetime Emmy Award, so uh, he won it once in 2016, so if you're nominated three times, that means you're consistently doing something good. You're not a one-hit wonder. You're not doing it one time. You're consistently doing a good job, so hats off to him that he finally won one. Um... You know, I can relate with this guy by being big and getting picked on in school because the same thing happened to me, and I can relate with this one, too. He openly talks about being in an abusive childhood. I guess his father was a very abusive man. My father was uh, an abusive man also. And he talked about, you know, I guess his father was a serious alcoholic, and, you know, he'd come home and he'd look at his sister, and just a look would tell him whether his dad was drunk or not from his sister. You know, things are okay or things are not okay just by the look on her face. Like, oh, it's okay, or oh, it's not okay. I better walk on eggshells. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They say uh, most comedians do. They have a troubled past. They use comedy to deal with it. Like I said, it either drives you nuts or you learn to laugh about it, and that's what you got to do. And,. Certainly, um, man, you know, uh, my father was in the army. I don't know if he was shell shock or what the hell happened to him or post-traumatic stress disorder or CDT or whatever they call it. But, man, he just, he'd look for something to scream about all day. I don't know if it was a drill sergeant screaming at him, but he'd just follow you around the house just waiting for you to blink. Just blink so I got something to scream about you, but hats off to Louie, and I, I would suggest to anybody out there, if you got something troubling in your life, don't let it eat away at you, because, man, you can turn to alcohol, you can turn to drugs, you try to cover it up, it will destroy your life. Learn to laugh about it. Learn to let it go, and uh, don't be consumed by hate. Don't let hate consume you, because if you do that, it's, it's you're doomed for the rest of your life, okay? At some point, you got to say, you know what, it was wrong, but i got to let it go and move on. And, uh, you know, whether you choose to laugh about it, you choose to talk to someone about it, or, you know, don't let it eat you away for the rest of your life. Because, you know, Louie even said... You know, 
by him letting it bother him in his life, he's still letting it in his adult life, you know, he's still letting his father control him. Even in his adult life, by you letting it eat you away, you're still letting that person control you, and it's still letting them do the wrong, even after his father's passed away, but by him still dealing with it, you know, it's it's still eating away his life, and his father's still controlling him. So you you got to cut out that control and say, you know what, it was wrong, but I'm better than that, and I'm going to move on. So uh, go to a comedy show, laugh it up, you know, learn how to laugh, because... Laughter is the best medicine. Uh, going way back, he got his start in 1984. He debuted on The Tonight Show. And, man, I'll tell you, The Tonight Show, they didn't have all the, you know, the Internet where people can make it as stars nowadays for comedians. Hey, you know, you don't have to let the industry control you now. You can go to YouTube and put something out, and the whole world's got access to it. Well, back then, you know, there weren't, you know, a lot of comedy shows. I mean... You had to stay up late night. I mean, there was, what, the midnight special or the Tonight Show? And you got on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. You were at the top of your game. If he gave you the okay or if he gave you the wave, come over to the couch. That was it. You were a made comic. Where now, it's a great thing to add to your credit if you're on one of these late night shows. But you're not a made comic. I remember, I forget who the comic was. He said, he got on one of the late night talk shows and he said, this was it. My career is going to take off. I made the late night. It was good enough. I finally did it. He said, the next day, you know what happened? Nothing. He never got a phone call. Where back then, if you were recognized from the Tonight Show, you were headlined in every comedy club because you know everybody could recognize you from that show, and you were a made comic. So uh, hats off to Louie for getting on, especially in that time era. You know that's why they call it the Johnny Carson era because it was a different era back then. If you get on in the Johnny Carson era, that was the era to be on. If you get on now, it's still cool, but not as cool as it was back then. And uh, Let's see, uh, I remember what, local comedian out of Boston here, Lenny Clark, he recently got on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and every comedian in Boston was just tuned in, whoa, we get to see Lenny on Jimmy Kimmel, man, where, you know, Lenny already made it, and it was a table, you know, even Jimmy said legend right there, guy's just a legend, you know, where back then, you know, it was, you were just starting out your career, and you did good enough, where that was gonna launch you into legend status, so it's a, a different era, so... Uh, who knows? Maybe someday Final Con Podcast will go somewhere and you guys will turn me in the next big thing and tell them I'm local star Dennis Worth. And <laughs> last few times I went to Walmart, I have got recognized. Kind of, I'm a Walmart legend. I go in, I went in to buy a belt because I lost some weight, and guy comes around to me, Dennis, Dennis Worth. Dude, you get funnier every time I see you, man. I love your comedy show. And it's like I, that never gets old, man. It makes me feel good. I mean, yeah, it's only on a local level, but hey, it's better than. Nobody recognizing you, I guess. you got to start somewhere. Nobody starts at the top. I start at Walmart, apparently. So, hey, good for me. Uh, <laughs> that, that could be my blue-collar clientele is the Walmart folks, okay? Let's see. Um, here's what I didn't know about him. In 1985, he was actually cast in Perfect Strangers, which I was a fan of that show way back then, uh, opposite of Bronson Pinchot. And uh, they said, you know, he was still a greenhorn. This was before Louis was a star, you know I mean? He did the Tonight Show, but this was the next, you know, television series that was going to launch him into stardom. They said the chemistry wasn't right, and he was uh, eventually taken out and cast by the other guy who played the role. They were going to call it uh, Louie, and instead they called the character Larry. They changed it to Larry because it wasn't Louie anymore, and that was the character we knew from the show Larry. So I guess everybody's got on the resume. You know, you can't do everything. You make your choices, and some are good choices, and some are bad choices. I mean, uh... I re you know, I recently put out a short film, and I've always wanted to do it, and, you know, I remember, uh, you know, Star Wars, the creator, 
uh, George Lucas, he said he made Star Wars for himself. If anybody else liked it, great, but he made it for himself. You know, he didn't make it for anybody else. And I made that short film for me. I loved the heck out of it. I didn't really care if anybody else liked it or not, but it did cause me a few headaches by making it in the comedy world, which, you know, hey, sometimes you make good choice, sometimes you make bad. I did it. I got to live with the uh, consequences of it, I guess, but uh, it was me being creative and you know, I did what I wanted to do. If you're offended by it, then I guess, you know, like I said, that's on you. Everybody's offended by something nowadays. Uh, in 1986, he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and that was one of the all-time summer classic hits back then. You had to see Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, it was just a cameo role, but he was in it, and like I said, you got to start somewhere. 1987, he had a Showtime comedy special, and, you know, back then, if you could get on one of the, you know, pay channels, that was... Uh, a new mecca for comedy, you know, like I said, it was the midnight special of the Tonight Show, but boy, when the cable companies came along, then, you know, they could start saying whatever they wanted on there. Not that Louie was a dirty comic, but, you know, it's like uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio now. People are paying for it because people can actually talk on there the way they want. There's no FCC rules, you know, on regular radio that, you know, you, you couldn't put these comics on before. It was a new mecca, so, I mean, getting on there, it was a new mecca for comedians, gave you great exposure. Uh, everybody should remember from this one, 1988, Coming to America. I remember he was in the, uh, McWhatever, it was a spinoff of McDonald's. He was like a, he was like a window boy or whatever. And they're coming out with a new Coming to America. And Louis actually said, wouldn't it be funny if you made him like, had the character back, but made him like the manager of the McDonald's now or something. Like, he worked his, his way up into Coming to America too. So, he said he hoped he got back. I don't know if he's going to be in the movie or not. But, if it would, it would be funny to see this many years later. He worked himself up to manager, so good for him, but uh, 1989 he was on uh, the Muppet section of the Jim Henson Hour, which Jim Henson, he was the creator of the Muppets, had his own talk show for a while where the Muppets were involved with it, and uh, I remember the Muppet show when I was a kid, man. All the big stars were on it, you know, uh, Kenny Rogers, uh, Sylvester Stallone, I mean, all, because your parents could watch it and watch their stars, and the kids could watch it and watch the puppets, so it was a show for everybody, you know, your parents got something out of it, you got out of it, so it was all good. Uh, 1996, he actually did his own show called The Louie Show for CBS, that wasn't a big hit, it only lasted six episodes and was canceled, which, he wasn't the only one, man, Joan Rivers tried, Chevy Chase tried, everybody tries a talk show, and you gotta have, you know, if you're not on one of those big names, it's tough to get a new one out there. Arsenio Hall, he had a big hit. They brought it back for a season. They said they were gonna renew him, then dropped it. So, it's it's not easy to have a talk show, man. It's you know they got the ones that people have always watched. Those are the ones people are gonna tune in. So if you get another one, hats off Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, he don't have as big of an audience, but he did work his way up where he's got his own talk show where he's got less people watching, but still enough that it's on the air. So that's cool. You know, a lot of people say, which one do you watch? And it depends on the guest. If it's somebody you like, you tune in one. If it's somebody you like on the other one, you tune in the other. So, But, I mean, there's only so much of a market. It gets oversaturated. You know, if there's too many talk shows, there's just too much out there, and you get sick of watching them. Uh, let's see. Other things he might have been known for was uh, The Weakest Link. He was on Scrubs, uh, Grace Under Fire, Touch by an Angel, Chicago Hope. These are all, you know, shows we grew up with. I mean, he got on, so he was working steady, and... If you can get paid to do something in this business and work steady, you know, you're, you're doing good. Rather, better than having a day job, right? Uh, 2006, he was actually a World Series of Poker finalist, which every now and then, I get up to the casino, I'll play a little poker every now and then, I have fun with it. Uh, 2012, he was on the Big Baby Boomer comedy special, so that was cool. This one, I didn't know about him either. He actually was a spokesperson for Lando Lake's Butter, 
which, uh, hey, I'll bring up again. I'm a spokesperson from G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. Get over and buy some buffalo sauce. Get over to the website, www.gvegas.webs.com. Shipped right to your door, buffalo sauce. And this stuff's good, man. I'll tell you, I go down for a game and your mouth pops. Pow! That's what's going to happen to you. Um, th this, uh, what he's doing recently, and I am a fan of this show. I'm at work, and I don't work hard. We get a TV. I work at a restaurant in the daytime, do comedy at night, and we got the TV going in the restaurant dining room, and he is on Funny You Should Ask, daytime television. It's a game show. they got a bunch of comedians on there. There's a funny answer to every question that's asked the uh, contestants. He's a regular on that show, and, uh, you know, they got a good mixture. You know, Gilbert Gottfried's been on, uh, John Lovitz, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, I think. Uh, they, they've had uh, just, just, it's... It's it's a group of comedians that sit there and they just you know give give a funny answer to the things and it, it's almost it's entertaining to see who can come up with the funniest spin on a question but uh, they keep it lighthearted I mean it's clean slash you know semi dirty but they never get filthy but other John Lovitz he I mean he's the one guy he goes a little bit overboard but Louis called him out for it once you really bring this show up another level don't you but. Uh, I mean, some people like dirty comedy, some people like clean, but there's something in it for everybody. I would definitely recommend that. I actually sent in a submission to be on the show, and apparently they didn't want me on because they didn't call me back. So I did try to be a contestant on the show. They have Jimmy Walker on there every now and then, which I got an old local TV show I did, The Comedy Kitchen. I had Jimmy Walker on as a guest on my cooking show, so it would be cool if I go on Funny, Funny You Should Ask. I thought I was going to say Funny the Clown. I'm already on Funny the Clown podcast. If I should go on Funny You Should Ask as a contestant and they had Jimmy Walker there, you know, as one of the, you know, comedian panel. And if he remembered me from my cooking show, that would be cool. <laughs> so, so hey, if you're out there listening, give me a call. I'll gladly fly out and be on your show. Um, I got no guests today, so I guess instead of doing trivia, I will leave you off with the What It's Worth section. I'm Dennis Worth, and this is What It's Worth. Uh, you know, uh, he worked clean. He always worked because he worked clean. Uh, he could work anywhere where if you work dirty, you know, you may work regular, but you can't work anywhere. You're limited to work. Uh, you know, a personality we all remember. Uh, sure he had one blemish on his record, but we all do, so don't judge him for that. Judge him by his entire body of work. Uh, judge me by my entire body of work, because, you know, I don't, I, I shouldn't even let it bother me, because nobody of anybody I respect or anybody of any relevance in the comedy world has any problem with me. But these 20-year-old kids who can't hack it in the real comedy world, they like to attack me because I can make it in the comedy world, so they feel by attacking me that I'll get their name out there. So have at it. You're a bunch of idiots. You know, you know you're never going to make it doing that. You know, See if you can bring somebody up. See if you can make their day. Make them feel good about themselves. That's the challenge. Don't, don't make somebody feel bad about themselves because any idiot can do that, and that's what you are, an idiot. So hats off to Louie for keeping it clean, keeping it light. And, you know... When he was talking about, I've seen him, he's been on talk shows, and he talks about people about his abusive childhood. And if there's one kid watching him talking about it, that one kid that's getting abused may actually help him get through that. But you know what? I'm not alone. There's another person on TV who's been through what I went through. And I almost felt like that when I seen him talking about it, because my dad was abusing. You know what? I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who went through it. Louie went through it, too. He survived. He laughed about it. Damn it, I can, too. So... Hats off to Louie Anderson for being a great spokesperson and for talking about the pain in his life because if you can talk about it, maybe you can help somebody else through it. And if you can help somebody else, hey, the world would be a better place. world's a better place by tuning in Funny Like Clown Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. 
get in here man i hope i'm keeping you entertained and the numbers keep growing and i want to thank you guys for that hopefully if you can bring one friend each over here i just double my listening base we can get the audience out that laugh about life because laughter is the best medicine until the end of this episode keep laughing folks good night <laughs>